0: This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald.
1: I'm Ramia Amadin and this is Kelly and Ramia.
2: Thanks for being with us folks. Remember our podcast Subscribe to it if you would, give us a rating and review if you have a few moments, but mostly take in the show. You can listen in segment form, you can listen to the complete Kelly and Rumya podcast, where we add an audio vanity card on the end of it. Rumya supplies that for us today on the program. If in case you got to get away, don't forget, that's the Kelly and Rumya podcast, subscribe now.
1: It's a bit of a story time segment on, uh, on my vanity today. <laughs> Is it? Yeah, a little, a little bit of a story.
2: More We're of a talking about trauma
1: recap, anything. no. Uh oh, no, yeah. Uh oh. I know, but it was entertaining, I think.
2: You know, I think that's always, especially if you have that black humor. You mm-hmm. know, you can laugh at your traumas a little bit, but uh, a little, yeah. Still keep it in keep it in mind that hey, man, this may also be someone else's. Yeah. I know exactly what you mean, and I didn't find it funny, and we have to always bear that in yeah, mind.
1: Yeah, it's like oh okay. I'll just laugh at my own stuff then.
2: (laughs) Uh, I found it funny. Especially Um, the five steps I fell down. (laughs) I
1: bounced. As long as you're not properly injured. All right, well. Well, i all right. Okay, yeah. So I'm <laughs> not going to be all right then. Mondays, we like to spend some time talking about things going on in the network and highlight something. And today, we're checking in with Mark Aflalo of Access Tech Live, which you can catch noon Eastern on AMI TV on Thursday's weekly show. Super fun with him and Stephen Scott and the gang. And uh, Mark, like, how many times have you talked about CES already? You're here to talk some more about oh.
0: it. Oh, like nine hundred ninety-nine thousand. <laughs> I'm just gonna say. And you, how long can you
1: guys milk content. This? You're not like, can exhausted. Can you milk this
2: right into? Can you milk this right into March? I
1: think so. I could.
0: Oh yeah, easily. We we recorded um, we recorded one, two, three, like eight interviews just after the cameras were off the live show, and we yes. still just scraped the surface of what we can talk about. This is going to be going on for. Ah, oh, we could probably milk this till June.
1: Okay, good. <laughs> so we can get you back at least two more times, I think.
0: Um, yeah, that's all Rumya cares about? Good.
1: Mark, five. Oh, Mark's gonna fill What's wrong Great with love. a little transparency? <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly.
1: Mark, um, what did we say? We wanted to cover quirky, strange, interesting gadgets that you oh, haven't exactly. touched on yet.
0: Uh sure. I mean, let's listen, I picked I picked some three cool things that I saw at CES um, that had some accessibility spin on it that were just kind of like blew my mind. You know, um, everything I think at CES has the kind of quirky, I guess, theme to it. But these things come to life, right? They end up having a life of their own. The first Mm -hmm. one was was a thing called the gyro glove. This was, (laughs) it looks like, uh, you know, if you can flashback in the good old days to the Nintendo power glove. That but so you, you put it on your right hand? I think it was only right hand, but not left hand. And all these so. buttons oh. on top, and these wires, and it looked just like a futuristic love. Well, this is what this looks like, but what it's using, it's doing, it's using gyroscopes to um, stimulate the nerves and actually reduce tremors for people who suffer from Parkinson's. Oh and live wow! With Parkinson's. Yeah. And and yeah, and the this. funny thing is, we had the founder come on the show, and he kind of caught us by surprise and we had like about like two minutes before between segments and he brought somebody on with him who was wearing the glove um who has parkinson's and it the whole thing would turn to a whole different direction because we got to really get that firsthand experience in that point of view as to how it helps and you know the before and after where she was able to you know now able to lift a, a glass of tea or play jenga and before it was just a catastrophe oh so we see things like that and we're like oh my god that's so cool now again, it looks kind of funky because it's a glove and it has you know this round dial over over the hand and the wires and stuff that go to it. But these are like prototype things. This is the fun part about CES is you get to you get to see things that are are somewhat proof of concept. But this one is actually selling. That's already available in the market today. Satya Nadella, the the president and CEO of Microsoft, even made it a point to go to their booth specifically after his uh, CES keynote to check it out. And we're showing B roll right now. People who without without the glove on or shaken like the tremors are horrible they can't you know spread a needle can't play jet can't do anything and then when they turn it on suddenly the stability is just right there and this is not medical this is not a medical device this is an assistive device
2: wow um, uh,
1: does it look i think it's the amazing way...
2: because when you talk about well I'll let you ask her about my mine's more of a comment
1: okay well yeah i just want to know it does it look the way it's supposed to function or does it look like an in- insane gadget you know for the, the looks, way that it, it looks a
0: little gadgety at this point okay. I, I gotta i gotta admit it's got imagine wearing a black subtle. glove with with mm. holes open for your fingers and there's a you know this kind of cylindrical thing almost like a dial on top of the hand itself and a wire that goes back to a, a little control pad that has the batteries but you know what you know for the people who use it they don't care you know it, it yeah. doesn't even matter yeah. to them And it's available this both is hands. Right. One, right
1: well oh. both hands Pardon?
0: Uh, It it can be used for both hands, absolutely, left or right. And and it's it's available now. That's a cool thing.
2: Yeah, but it's an early iteration of it. You know it'll change. But, Mark, I think that's what you said off the top. It's very interesting because I think we look at things like this and say, well, it looks kind of freaky, kind of weird, kind of whatever. Ha, ha, ha. But we know a lot of this stuff is the starter for something. It's going, But mostly it's just out of our mindset. It's not something we would think about unless we're connected, and even if you are connected um, to a condition or a situation or a need, to us it's like, wow, that's kind of far-fetched, isn't it? Because we have no prior thought of this kind of thing. So I think everything seems so gadgy, so futuristic, or maybe a little even outlandish to us uh, until we start seeing the practices such as this in action.
0: And what's cool is that it, it goes – you know, it's it shows you that someone had this idea and said, hey, yeah. maybe a gyroscope or maybe this technology that exists today could be used for this purpose. And then suddenly he does it, and it, it does – and, you yeah. know, the other couple devices and the apps and stuff we're going to talk about today, I mean, also kind of they mimic that kind of feeling and that kind of thing you get out of it. And, you know, we're showing B-roll on the screen right now, we have people crying when they used it, which is, which is pretty I cool. And the next one I wanted to talk about um, is actually an app called WISP. Okay, W-H-I-S-P-P. Stephen actually previewed this at CES Unveiled in Amsterdam. Uh, I think it was back in October or November. And it's an app that is designed for people who um, don't have their voice anymore or who are losing their voice. And it allows them, it's an intermediary between themselves and whoever they're calling. And it actually enhances their voice and through a, a, a unique profile that's specific to them can actually almost bring back their original voice. And this is another example of someone using smartphone technology and artificial intelligence with an idea and said, let's try this. And it worked. And again, demonstrations of people who, you know, have tracheotomies and barely have their voice who are whispering. And suddenly the person on the other end is able to hear their voice as it was in their prime. Mm. And it works wow. not only for a whisper, but people who are completely, you know, can't speak. It uses vibrations. And they can even recreate, like if someone knows that they're going through a surgery and there's a chance that they might lose their voice, or someone, you know, does have some kind of ailment where their voice is going away, you can actually bank audio recordings of yourself and use old audio recordings of yourself to create your own voice voice profile. It's kind of similar to what Apple's doing with the, you know, personal voice feature on iOS, but to a whole new level because it's meant specifically for this kind of purpose. It's so cool.
1: This kind of stuff, I think, is obviously going to, you know, more broadly be used in a lot of other ways, but in this very niche aspect, it it gives you a lot of room to uh, tweak and optimize how things are going to work right before it gets to that level
0: yeah totally and that's the whole point of this it's you know it's it's tech that they want people to know it exists so that they can maybe you know utilize it before they need to use it almost right so it's one of those situations where and and from ces amsterdam unveiled like what was a couple months Mm -hmm. ago to now they were prototyped to market now so it's cool to see how quickly things are turning around now as well especially on the software side of things
2: yeah. And and the support that they get, because we know these things cost money. And when you do find something and want to get it out there, there's a lot more to it than just, hey, see it and, and making sure it gets to market and gets to the people that need it.
1: Mark, what's yep. the critique level like a, a, around CES in general? Like, obviously, everyone's super hyped, and we know that things are in development stages, or you know, like put the stuff out there, uh, uh, no matter what iteration it's in, especially in early stages. But does that mean that we're not seeing a lot of criticism, or do, is there still a lot of criticism around the the tech that you find? Was there no, ever? The,
0: the- the, the, there is criticism around it. People are always judging. People are always stealing ideas. Mm-hmm. Constructively are constructively or
1: what? Uh, or just a
0: hate? It, it, it's hard It's hard to kind of figure that out, to be mm. perfectly honest, because there's so many people that come into yeah, to and from this event that it's kind of figured. The interesting thing this year at CS I found was that there was no big kind of big breakthrough like – one thing, you know, okay. people were talking about transparent TVs the first couple of days. Then, you know, they were talking about a lot of the assistive tech, but there was nothing that was like, oh, my God, this is a flying car. Oh, my God. It's something that really blew our mind. And that's kind of what everybody, when you read any coverage from CS this year or see any coverage, that's what the takeaway was, is there was no big thing, that big one thing, a lot of small little things, but no big like, oh, my God, what was that?
1: Is yeah. that
2: okay? And, and, and is that is that the timing? Because we're catching up so fast, things are being spewed out so quickly in the way of ideas and technology, is it harder to wow us now? Or wow especially the people who are in the know there?
1: Or is it that the purpose uh, of CES is changing?
0: I think it's a combination of both. Number one, you know, the CES changed dramatically during COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We're now getting back to full force. They had numbers of 400 plus thousand, sorry, 4,500 4, plus exhibitors. Um, I just don't remember the, the number of uh, people that attended, but I don't have that offhand. But it's definitely, it's it's getting back to the numbers they had before. But I think it's also just the sign of the times. You know, it's a big software generation. AI and and software is where things are at when it comes to hardware, which is what the wow moment were they're really about hardware it's like oh my god like a nine thousand inch tv you know um but we don't have those anymore but we do see those developments in software the, the the last one that i wanted to throw at there was a winner of the cta the consumer technology association's pitch competition and that's a company uh a company named itself uh Aug- augment something something with augment but the actual product was called the mouth pad and this is one oh, of these yeah. products yeah. that yeah. when I found out about it, I'm like, well, of course, why wouldn't you use this? And it looks like just like a, a see-through mouth guard or a retainer that sits in the top palate of your mouth. And using your tongue, you get like a trackpad and you can control devices via Bluetooth and wireless technology. So imagine, you know, you're paralyzed from the neck down. You don't have to worry about mouth controls now. You can use it with your tongue. You can do subtle movements. And, and, and it, there's uses outside of accessibility as well. And just sure. the idea of it is like, well, of course, that's a brilliant idea. Why didn't someone else think about that sooner? Thankfully, you know, they didn't. And these guys got the patent on it, mm. um, but they definitely deserve that award. And I think it's one of the coolest devices I've seen, you know, assistive or non-assistive tech in a long time.
1: Yeah, you know, And the
2: multi purposes. we were talking to John Beeler about this the other day yeah. and the amazing uses that people could have. But it's just what power it gives people. Go ahead, Ron.
1: And I was gonna say, sometimes I think of like the the virtual reality glasses. I can't remember what they're calling it for Apple that's coming out, where you know you just don't have anything. It's just all projection or, or however yeah. they say it. And I think like is, there's got to be a bit more bridging the gap, right, for people who need the, the tactile feedback or the something. Um, and and how that's going to be implemented, I wonder if stuff like this, this tool, the mouth, uh, what you call it, Mouthpad? mouth pad, mouth yeah, pad, yeah, is gonna be that. Gap bridging device. Yeah, it could be. I
0: mean, it could be another control mechanism. Exactly. Vision Pro, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um uh, it could be another control mechanism. But I think we're also, you know, you talk about tactile feedback. I watched a, a video the other day. Disney came out with an interesting technology. Again, I don't remember the name, of course. But it's basically it's a floor that lets you walk on it in your place, so you could be in virtual reality or extended reality and walk or run, and and you're not actually moving. You're standing and still, but it feels to you like you're actually Wicked. moving. Yeah, so technology like that and, and gloves and things that gives you physical sensations yes, yep. will help bridge those gaps as well, Those t- give you that, yeah. that tactile feel Boy, to the, yeah. the The
1: three-dimensional experience, exactly. Yeah, Mark, and gotta and go. make
2: things so possible for people. It's beautiful. Thanks, yeah. Mark. Thank you. My pleasure.
1: All Have right, one, keep talking to CES until June 2024. Mark Aflalo, <laughs> check him out on Access Tech Live with the guys. Noon Eastern on AMI-tv Thursdays.
2: And he'll start giving us previews of 2025. Mm -hmm. Coming up in the next hour on Know Your Rights, Danielle McLaughlin introduces us to this year's pro bono law student. And we'll get into a good conversation with her and learn a lot about the support she gives our program. And on our Orientation and Mobility chat, Mark Rankin talks about fall prevention and risks associated with the winter weather. But up next, Dawson City community reporter Kim Hovey joins us to tell us about the Aurora ballot. Oh, I can't even say it. Listen to my screen reader. But you know what I mean. The Aurora Borealis. After this. Keep it here for more of Kelly and Ramya on AMI-tv.